Today is Thursday, November 18th, 2021, and this is Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your Weather Command forecast. For the rest of your Thursday, mostly cloudy, highs 40 to 45, south winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy with lows 20 to 25, southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour. Friday, mostly cloudy with a 20% chance of rain and snow in the afternoon. Highs 40 to 45, southwest winds up to 10 miles an hour. Friday night, mostly cloudy, slight chance of rain and snow in the evening. Then partly cloudy with a slight chance of snow after midnight. Lows 15 to 20, northwest winds up to 10 miles an hour, 20% chance of precipitation. Saturday, partly cloudy in the morning, then clearing. Highs 40 to 45, southwest winds 5 to 10 miles an hour, shifting to west winds 10 to 20 in the afternoon afternoon. Saturday night and Sunday mostly cloudy, lows 10 to 15, highs 35 to 40. Sunday night mostly cloudy, lows 20 to 30. Monday not as cool and partly cloudy, highs around 55. Monday night and Tuesday, colder and mostly cloudy. Lows 25 to 30, highs 40 to 45. Tuesday night, colder and mostly cloudy. 20% chance of snow, lows 15 to 20. Wednesday mostly cloudy, highs around 35. The Haver Toys for Tots program is entering its fourth year of serving the local community. Local organizer Jennifer Tillman says donation boxes will be located at several area businesses from November 22nd through December 15th. Tillman says they are the only organization in the area that provides toys to children of all ages, and they are especially focused on ensuring older children and infants have presents over the holiday season. We do ask for new and unwrapped presents only, and used toys cannot be accepted. Because toys are a focus for the drive, we do ask um, not to add any clothing items in there, and any monetary donations must be made payable to the Toys for Tots program. Drop-off locations are Edward Jones, Pacific Steel and Recycling, Haver Ford, Berger and Transmission, Independence Bank, and Highline Rental. The Fort Belknap Election Committee has released the results from the November 16th primary election for the final open tribal council seat. There were six candidates entered in the race for the two-year term in the seat representing Assiniboine at large, elected by Assiniboine voters only. The two candidates advancing to the December 14th general election are Curtis Horn, who received 109 votes, and Cheryl D. Horn, who received 53 votes. Alan Al Casey Colbeck finished in third with 51 votes. The election committee says in-person voting for the general election will be from 8 a.m to 8 p.m. December 14th. The Great Northern Fair Board held their regular monthly meeting on Tuesday night, but were once again unable to take any official action due to the lack of a quorum. The board has been down to two voting members ever since the beginning of August. There are five openings on the board, and at least two more members are needed in order for a quorum to be established at meetings. On Tuesday, Commissioner Diane McLean said they are still working on setting up follow-up interviews with candidates for the board. Any major decisions, including approval of the budget and all purchases of over $500, must go through the county commission. Board member Bob Call brought up the possibility of finding an avenue to reduce the size of the board so that a quorum could more easily be reached, but said he is still doing research to see if this is an option. Now taking a look at local COVID updates for today. We'll start off with Hill County, which yesterday reported two new COVID cases and 11 recoveries. Total case count for Hill, 3,456, 30 active, 10 hospitalized, 3,361 recoveries, 65 deaths. Over in Blaine County yesterday, they reported two new COVID cases and eight recoveries, as well as one new hospitalization. Total COVID case count for Blaine, 1,473, 26 active, two hospitalized, 1,420 recoveries, 27 deaths. 
Over in Phillips County, over the course of Tuesday and Wednesday, they reported six new COVID cases, two recoveries, and one hospitalization discharge. Total case count for Phillips, 854, 19 active, three hospitalized, 809 recoveries, 26 deaths. We did not receive COVID updates from Liberty or Shoto counties, so we'll move on to state news and start off with that statewide COVID dashboard update. Today, the state of Montana reported 739 new COVID cases, bringing the cumulative case count to 187,530. Active hospitalizations, 302. Active case count, 6,855. Death toll, 2,540. The death toll is an increase of 17 from yesterday. 14 of them are from November, and three are from late October. Yellowstone County reporting three new COVID deaths. Glacier, Lake, Missoula, Lewis and Clark, and Silverbow all reporting two new deaths. And Cascade, Dawson, and Sanders reporting one new death. Counties with the most new cases today, Yellowstone 132, Bighorn 88, Flathead 82, Gallatin 82, Cascade 47, Lewis and Clark and Missoula both with 38. And looking at the vaccine update for today from the state, total COVID vaccine doses administered up to 1,179,891 with 514,089 Montanans fully immunized. That is 50% of the eligible population. Jonathan Birch, who admitted to fatally shooting two people and seriously wounding two others, including a Montana Highway Patrol trooper in March 2019, has been sentenced to four life sentences without the possibility of parole. During a road rage incident near Missoula, Birch shot Julie Blanchard, Casey Blanchard, Shelly Hayes, and trooper Wade Palmer. Hayes died at the scene. Julie Blanchard died months later due to her injuries. Casey Blanchard has recovered, and Palmer spent several months fighting for his life before returning home and retiring from the Highway Patrol. Bridger Pipeline LLC, a Wyoming corporation, has agreed to settle a civil lawsuit with the United States and the state of Montana with a $2 million payment to help recover natural resource damages from a pipeline break that spilled crude oil into the Yellowstone River near Glendive. The United States and the state of Montana filed a civil complaint, along with a proposed consent decree alleging violations of the Oil Pollution Act and state law. The complaint also seeks damages and costs for injuries to natural resources resulting from the discharge of oil from the Bridger Pipeline's polar pipeline when when it ruptured January 17, 2015, where it crosses underneath the Yellowstone River, about six and a half miles upstream from Glendive. Bridger Pipeline estimated that 758 barrels of oil were released. The proposed consent decree requires Bridger Pipeline to pay $2 million to resolve claims. Of this amount, $1.7 million will be placed into a natural resource damages fund to be managed by the state of Montana and used to address injuries alleged in the complaint. Natural resources injured or damaged by the discharge include surface water, migratory birds and their supporting ecosystems, fish, and associated aquatic habitat, and human service losses. Democrat Lori Bishop has become the first major party candidate to drop out of the race to represent Montana's new Western Congressional District. Bishop, a state legislator, lives in Livingston, which is just outside of the boundaries of the district. She says she will run for re-election for her seat in the State House instead. Bishop's departure leaves three Democrats remaining in the race. Former State Representative Tom Winner, Public Health Professional Cora Newman, and lawyer Monica Trunell. The Republicans in the race are former Interior Secretary Ryan Zinke, former State Senator Al Olszewski, and Pastor Mary Todd. The general election is scheduled for November, while the primary will take place in June. And now taking a look at wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $7.90. Spring wheat, $9.66. Blaine County, winter wheat, $7.80. Spring wheat, $9.61. Liberty County, winter wheat, $7.95. Spring wheat, $9.66. Shoto County, winter wheat 790, spring wheat 966, and Phillips County, winter wheat 775, spring wheat 956. And now taking a look at funeral notices for today. 
Kenneth Mike Hulse Jr., 58, passed away due to natural causes at Benefice Healthcare Monday, November 15th. Cremation has taken place and graveside services will be 2 p.m. tomorrow. That's Friday, November 19th in Highland Cemetery. James L. Howendobler, 84, passed away due to natural causes at his residence Thursday, November 11th. Funeral services will be 1 p.m. today, November 18th, at Holland and Bonine Funeral Chapel with Isla McClenahan officiating. Burial to follow in Highland Cemetery. Bradley E. Dugdale Sr., 85, passed away due to natural causes at his residence on Thursday, October 28th. Cremation has taken place and memorial services will be held 2 p.m. tomorrow. That's Friday, November 19th at St. Jude Thaddeus Catholic Church with Deacon Tim Maroney officiating. And that's going to do it for your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening and remember, seven days a week, we are your source for news and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Thursday, stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.